Hello and welcome to Horsehair Wigs from Irish Rule of Law International. My name is Evelyn McCafferty and coming up on this month's episode. Every person, when they upset the Taliban, they are arrested without the reason. We'll be hearing from an Afghan judge who was forced to flee her home country after the return to power of the Taliban in 2021. During this time we and the house we can go outside and the very bad situation every time we have a lot of stress. The judge, who we won't be naming to protect her identity and that of her family, now lives in Ireland with her mother, two brothers and sister. We are very happy because we are safe in this country. She managed to escape the country with her family thanks to huge efforts from the International Association of Women Judges. One day in the morning, very early, they are said me, island country, want to get visa for you and your family, or you accept or no. Now in her early 30s and studying in Ireland, when back in Afghanistan she worked at the Violence Against Women Court, a court established after former President Hamid Karzai issued a decree banning violence against women when the US and its allies were occupying the country. Some part of Afghanistan, they don't know about the women's rights. It's impossible to they accept this law. It wasn't an easy job in a conservative country trying to rebuild itself and with new governments accused of acting in self-interest. A short note on this episode, we've had to insert some silences in parts of this interview to ensure the judge's anonymity, and we've not included any detail of the logistics and contacts surrounding her escape. I was born in Afghanistan, in province, and the first time when the Taliban control of Afghanistan. I was four years old uh, so i went to pakistan with my family and uh, for uh, five years after then the <clears throat> fall of the taliban um, and the new government of uh, hamid karzai in 2002 we came back in afghanistan and they start our life in kabul city so we uh, me and including my sibling we all of went to in the school and uh, also my father has um, uh, a small business uh, so we have a good life in our country every time my father encouraged all of my sibling to study uh, i'm also interested uh, to study a lot of books and uh, it's very good why did you and your family decide to leave afghanistan when the taliban came to power in 1996 and the taliban arrested my father uh, so after then, my father able to escape the hands of the Taliban, and uh, he is escaping Pakistan. Uh, now my fa- my mother know about my father. He is in uh, in Pakistan. After then, my mother is also decide we are also go together in Pakistan. So we are going to went to in Pakistan. Why did the Taliban arrest your father? Yes, uh, it's uh, because every person when they upset the Taliban, every person they are arrested without the reason yeah so so the taliban arrested your dad he managed to escape from the taliban and go to pakistan yes yeah and so you and your mom and your siblings then decided to go there while yes. the taliban were in yes. power yes but yes. you returned when the u.s occupied the country in 2001 yes, yes exactly yeah you would have been quite young then what age yes uh, i was uh, nine years old what was it like growing up in a country, can you even remember when there are so many different ethnicities? Yes. There are so many different cultures. Yeah. There are so many different languages. 
there are different rules and regulations. Yes, um, it's a very bad situation in Afghanistan, especially for the girls and the women. And uh, my father, uh, my parents encouraged all of my family to the study, but the other family not uh, accept to uh, their girls allowed to go to school, get higher education. I'm very sad why they are not allowed their girls to go, go to school and education. But um, fortunately, my parents every time support me. That's very important. When I graduated the university, in the last year of university, my father died because uh, I am the first of my child and my family. That's uh, very important how to help in my family. So I decided to be access, uh, success and, um, in my life. Uh, so I decided to become a judge in the future. So my mother is uh, very encouraged me. You can, before they the become a judge, I should be post the exam. That exam is uh, very important and also very difficult. And for this exam, 4,000 and 5,000 students participate, but they are only just three or 350 students accept. So we are very worried about maybe I cannot pass this exam. But fortunately, I <laughs> success for this exam and I accept. Uh, so after, uh, for two years, I study about the judicial system. Mm. After then, I'm in 2017. I become a judge in the courts of violence against women in province. Also, I, when I was a child, I hope to, in the future, I should be some work and some help in the women and the girls. Uh, because in Afghanistan country, it's very difficult to girls go to higher education, especially when they, a girl want to become a judge. Uh, violence against women court mm. because some small group of people Afghanistan against this court and mm. this law you saw that there weren't very many girls who had the same opportunities to yes. pursue education as you did I'm just wondering when the Taliban were in power in the 90s and the US came in and they started to rebuild the country with a number of others was there a sense that, yes, now we can build something new? Now there's a chance for the country to to, to prosper? Did people have hope? Uh, I think uh, that's a very important question and it's need to more discussing. But I can uh, say that uh, after the fall of the Taliban, people of Afghanistan can better government, including all of ethnic groups. But um, we don't have a better government in Afghanistan. So it's not for all of poor people of Afghanistan. Mm, so you don't really feel that the government that was put in place represented yes, yeah. everyone in the yes, country? Yeah, they're not interested to build in Afghanistan. Yes. Did it feel corrupt? Yeah. But yet you chose to, to study to become a judge. Yes. Within this landscape. Yes, yeah. Also, we have this problem in Afghanistan, but uh, every person in Afghanistan hope to in the future. Uh, maybe we have a good government and we all in the Afghanistan also we can uh, a lot of progressing in terms of education, health, uh, home, human rights the woman rights, children, all of them. Uh, so we have a, a lot of investment in my country. Uh, that all of is very good. But unfortunately, that all of 
lost we have. So you felt that the, maybe the governments that were there, okay, well, this is at least a step in the right direction. It wasn't brilliant, but you hoped that it would become a little bit more democratic and and less corrupt. Yes. You became a judge in 2017. That's when you qualified. Yes. In 2009, though, so we're talking a couple of years previous, your country's then president introduced the elimination of violence against women law. Yeah. You worked when you qualified as a judge in the Violence Against Women Court. Was this court set up as a result of this law? Before, uh, um, before they inter- introduced this law, we don't have a special court for violence against women. All cases about the violence, it's invest- investigate the criminal court. But uh, I became a judge in 2017 uh, in Province. So me and uh, other colleagues and uh, the first of judge to work in this court in province. And also this court uh, created in 2017. So the, the Violence Against Women Court, there were various courts in various different regions, but in province, the province where you're originally from, yes, you were, you were sent there to work in this court. Yes. And this was the first time there was such a court yes. in Province. Province, yes. I'll just go through the law. You you already know it back to front, but uh, for our listeners. So the law defined violence as those acts which cause damage to the personality, body, property and spirit of a woman. 22 acts of violence were named in this law, including rape, forced prostitution, underage marriage and deprivation of the right to education, work and access to health services. Sentences ranged from shorter terms of imprisonment to the death penalty. The law provided for measures to protect the rights of victims, namely prosecution of the defendant, access to a support centre or safe house, access to urgent and free health services and access to legal aid. Alongside punishment, the defendant could also be required to pay compensation for damages. How important was this law and yeah. how was it received by the public? Uh, elimination of violence against women law in traditional countries, especially in Afghanistan country, is very difficult to accept all of people of Afghanistan because uh, some, uh, especially in the, the member of parliament, not accept this law. But uh, that um, law in Afghanistan, it's very important because it's the defendant of the rights of women and uh, provide and support the rights of victim. We have uh, a lot of violence against in Afghanistan, so we need to this law. With this law, we can prevent the violence against and also reduce the level of crime violence against. After uh, when they introduced this law, all of family attention to the violence against action because before and they are not know about the violence against. Also, and the woman and the girl not about their rights. They are can go to the court and their cases to investigate by the uh, judges and they can get a right. Uh, so that's very important in Afghanistan, I think. So the law was a draft law. The then president passed a decree and enacted it. Yes. It was never ratified by parliament, given conservative backlash, claiming yes. it violated traditional values. 
Also in tandem with this existed Sharia law. Yes. So this is Islamic law and it centres on moral crimes under which most women and girls were prosecuted in the country. And it provided that the house. I think it's important to note here that Sharia law varies from country to country. It can be understood, interpreted and applied differently across the world. It's influenced by local customs, cultures and traditions. How did the women's law exist side by side? How, how was justice administered? It's very difficult. It's a get a long time to all people accept this law. Because it was introduced in 2009 and then in 2017 yes. when you were when you were a judge in this court, there yes. was still a lot of resistance yes. maybe yes, yeah. to, to, the, to this law. Mm-hmm. And also you were you were working in a rural community. You weren't in the city. You weren't yes. in the capital, Kabul. Yes, yeah. The small uh, village in the province, uh, some part of Afghanistan, it, they don't know about the woman rights. It's impossible to they or accept this law. So I think it's a need to a long years. Mm. We needed more time. More time. Just looking, doing some research into attitudes in, in Afghanistan. In 2018, a United Nations report on sexual violence in the country stated that under the US-backed government, there was a low conviction rate for cases of violence against women and girls and impunity remained the norm. Findings of a Johns Hopkins University study in the same year revealed that 75% of women married in Afghanistan quote unquote, find justification for wife beating. And that follows on from a 2012 study from the Central Statistics Organization and the United Nations Children's Fund, which found that over 90% of Afghan women believed a husband was justified in using physical violence against his wife for any reason. And another study in 2018 from UN Women found that only 15% of Afghan men believed women should be allowed to work after marriage. And two thirds complained that Afghan women had too many rights. I'm just wondering, with all of these findings and the appearance that most women held deep sentiments surrounding a patriarchal society, was it naive in believing during US occupation that you know, so-called universal values surrounding human rights, and in particular women's rights, could be achieved and legislated in Afghanistan. Was it aiming way too high? Yes, um, I accept that and we have a lot of violence against women in Afghanistan. According to reports, according to 90% women, uh, I think it's uh, 98% women as even the physical violence by husband, brother. So in Afghanistan country, uh, I think it's very necessary we, we have this law and uh, we should be uh, reduced and prevent this this crime. Uh, it's very important and because uh, before, um, before the introduction of this law, every person know about the violence against women, women and yes, girls. And girls, yeah. Uh, so after when we have this law, I think it's fifty um, percent people know about the women's rights and the ch- and the girls also and the children and the girls and the women know about their rights. And so after this law, uh, we have uh, very progressing terms of education and uh, we had uh, two hundred twenty female judges in Afghanistan. We are during the progressing. As I can before say that also it's need to uh, long years, but. Uh, now we don't have human rights, no uh, woman rights in children in Afghanistan. So basically what you're saying is that 
the law was needed. Yes. But maybe that it needed more time to really take hold. There was still a lot of resistance to it because of, of conservative views. Yes, but yeah. yes, yeah. because this law is uh, about the defending of the woman rights and also the women and girls, the half of the society. I experience in my province, a lot of family is very afraid this law because uh, their punishment is very heavy. You're listening to Horsehair Wigs from Irish Rule of Law International. My name is Evelyn McCleverty, and today I'm talking to an Afghan judge who fled her home country with her family after the Taliban retook Afghanistan in 2021. She managed to escape the country as a result of a hugely coordinated effort from the International Association of Women Judges. For security reasons, we're not releasing her name. This podcast is funded by Irish Aid, and we'll be back very soon. So you were early 20s and you were sent to a rural province to work as a judge of the Violence Against Women Court. What kind of cases did you hear? Yes. uh, What kind of rulings did you make? Yeah, we have uh, different cases in my court. Some cases very shock at me and my colleague is very dangerous. We had rape, murder, suicide, forced marriage, underage marriage. And also, they are not access to work, education, health services. We have a lot of cases that the criminals go to jail like 20, 30 years. And also, the diet penalty. Yes. So did you ever rule on the death penalty? Yes, yeah. You did? Yes, yeah. During the meeting, when we decide, when they announce the sentence, the criminal is very treated. The judge, they said, when we outside the jail, we will find you and your family. Every time they are treat all of the judges in the, in the office. So because you were a judge on this court and you were making quite harsh rulings and you were hearing a lot of cases yeah. against women, yeah. the men then threatened you and your colleagues. Yes, yeah. We have a lot of threat on phone. So if they are, um, my family not support, it's very difficult to go to this job. And um, in province, different district, and uh, like and the, some parts of this province before in democratic government is also the hands of the Taliban, like in Tagop and Nijrab, some part of Nijrab, it's the, the power of the Taliban. And uh, we have a lot of cases in the Taliban in my court. Uh, so that's very dangerous court and job. How was the atmosphere in court during a case where a member of the Taliban was on the stand? Yes, um, one case is in the, the one person killing a wife. A man accused of killing his wife, yes. wife, yes, um, by a knife. It's very bad. Mm. And how did it feel for you then? Did you have security? Mm, no, uh, unfortunately. In the office and my court, we have a security, and, but we don't have security in the way because um, my on, on the on the way there on so, the way so as you're as you're traveling to the court the court because uh, we are living in Kabul city and my job is in province uh, so during this way is very dangerous because in this way several times the Taliban member of Taliban attack judged cars uh, sometimes when we go when we wa- uh, went to the my job we saw some cases the Taliban attack the judge cars that's very bad we don't have security when we 
in the morning I went to uh, in my job I'm not sure maybe I come back more in the evening in my houses uh, also uh, bad situation and when we went to in the office with my colleague uh, so sometimes we talking about this when the member of Taliban attack in my court how we um, think about the way we how to escape in my office to save our life yeah so when you would leave to go to work in the morning it was that travel really because at the office you had protection yes but when you were traveling to and from there there was no protection we have a lot of problem sometimes my close relative said my mother you should not allow she go to the job because maybe one day they are killing by taliban me and my other colleague not stop our work because we are well loved it's need to in this province when the women and the girl coming in these cases and they're talking uh, the man or especially the woman they are very relaxed for Relieved, for yeah. the female judges yeah. not the men judges they cannot all of problems uh, talking about this so yeah. so you you really felt it was important there was a, a female judge in that province on this court because it helped women relax, yes, tell yeah. their stories and feel yeah. that they were being understood and heard. Yes, yeah. mm. Were women primarily in this province, would you say, that they weren't educated beyond maybe primary level? Yes, in this province, uh, uh, the girls, and uh, unfortunately, not good opportunity for, for girls. They are all of girls and just primary education and also some parts of this province, the family not interested, their girls go to school. And this province, the girls uh, and the young age, they are get married. Can you talk a little about that actually, underage marriage within, within yeah. Afghanistan? What did you see? Yes, I have. Uh, I'll, it's uh, normally in, in, in Afghanistan, especially in the uh, remote of area in Afghanistan. At what age? Yes, it's uh, maybe some ages 12, 15, 16. Also, sometimes the man is also very young. The, in some remote area, like in the um, Tagop and the Nishrop, the people uh, is maybe the girls is 16 and the, maybe the man is 13 or 14. Girls uh, take care of husband and the children. Just this, uh, they don't have any education and the work. And are girls often also married to men who are older? Yes, yeah. Is this quite common? Yes, yeah. In this, uh, some area of this province, but fortunately, the recent years, we a lot of uh, some uh, progressive in this province and the education and the health because uh, we have a lot of schools, clinic, uh, center, hospital, uh, that all of we progressing in this province. The family is also during uh, this recent year interested to their uh, girls go to school and education and get higher education. That's really good, but uh, unfortunately, mm. that all of lose. What happened to you and your family as U.S. forces began to withdraw in 2021 yeah. and as the Taliban were making gains before they took Kabul? What was going on? Uh, so during this way, we hear at all news, we follow the news, what happened, what happened. All family is very worried, but we are not thinking about the Kabul city is very easily fall during this time. And we are not go in the office. Yes, but yeah. you still didn't think that they would take Kabul. Yes, yeah. So so then when they did take Kabul, yes. what happened? When we hear about this, all of people is very worried. So we uh, suddenly with my family, we go house 
because when the Taliban capture all of Afghanistan, they are all criminal, realize they're prison. All prisoners oh. were released. So that obviously was very dangerous for you yes. and your colleagues. Yeah. What did you do? We uh, escaped our house because that's uh, very easy to find uh, me and my family. So my mother decided to suddenly we should be escape our house to go other houses. So we go. For two weeks, we hide in this. Uh, someday the Taliban come in this area and they are go the houses and they find uh, the people, the employer government. So we are afraid of worry about this. Uh, so we decide to find other house. Did they look for you in house? Yes, yeah. They did? Yeah. So we uh, escaped to other house. During this time, we in the house, we can uh, go outside. We all of in the every time just the in the home and the very bad situation. Every time we have a lot of stress. So my family cannot uh, sleep and eating because we think maybe they are coming in my house and find we not connected uh, other family maybe they are coming in my house and the Taliban follow there and they find my houses mm. uh, so 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 you've cut off contact with any other members of your yeah, family just yes. in case that they will be able to find you yes fortunately during this bad situation international association just every time with all of female judges, they are contact with all of. One day, uh, I, in the morning, very early, they are sent, uh, said me, island country, want to get visa for you and your family. Are you accept or no? <laughs> when I hear this news, so very uh, happy. Suddenly, I accept that. After then, we get a visa. And island country, they are, we have a flight. And uh, it's very far from way in the 20 hours by car. So we are very worried about how to go this province. Maybe the Taliban know me. Finally, we can do that. And we went to and for two nights. This two nights, it's very bad. After two um, uh, nights, uh, we have um, a flight. So we can escape in Afghanistan on my flight to Abu Dhabi. When we arrived in Abu Dhabi, we left for two months in, this, uh, in the refugees camps. After two months, we coming in the island country. Can I ask how you felt when you and your family were on that plane to Abu Dhabi? We are very happy because we are sure one day we are coming in the island country. But we are very worried about my family and my people every time we follow the news how to happen in Afghanistan. What is the situation for people currently in Afghanistan that, that you're hearing from your relatives or maybe your friends who are still there? Yes, um, currently Afghanistan, every person I know is very bad, especially for girls and the women because the girls not allowed to go to schools. They are just primary education and they are go outside. They should be cover all faces and they are uh, not allowed to go all outside alone. They should be uh, with their husband and their brother. So I can say and uh, the situation in Afghanistan currently, especially for women and girls, is very bad. Um, but uh, I can say that all of the people of is very bad. Uh, also, we have a lot of uh, judges in Afghanistan, male, male, male judges yes. also. They are very bad situation. They are uh, living in hiding places. And now they don't have a job, money. So they are trying to go in the foreign country, neighboring country like Iran and Pakistan. But they are not can do that all of. 
when I hear it all of that so mm. we are very sad mm. you're now in Ireland what do you hope to do and how do you feel about being here yes uh, now I'm living in Ireland with my family so we are very happy and also I say that uh, we are very appreciated to international association judge especially in the island government and also especially in the judges and the lawyers they are very help us 10 female judge get visa in Ireland so when we coming here the judges and the lawyers they are contact with us every time if you need anything you can tell me about the, uh, your problems they are very help all of us so we are very happy because uh, we are safe in this country so now i'm studying in the one uh, university in ireland in the manut university i am studying in the degree mostly and the international justice for two years so um, during these years i try to uh, more more and more improve my english and uh, after that uh, i want to get job and the work about the uh, human rights, fence, women rights, international level also maybe uh, I can work in the organization and non-organization government. Same that, uh, that's my hope in the future. Do you like it here? Do, yes. Do, you, do your family like it here? Yes, very like, yes. It's very good because we are safe, we are receive a lot of help, people of Ireland. We are very appreciate that all of. What do you see as the future for Afghanistan? And the future of Afghanistan, that's a very difficult question. I think about the future if the international communicate, they are not the help in Afghan people and they are alone, the people of Afghanistan. They are can't stop the power of the Taliban. So the future of Afghanistan is very bad. Uh, maybe they are more control of Afghanistan for a long years. So I hope for the future of Afghanistan, the Taliban very soon fall and we have a better government and all of Afghan people life in the peace. Do you think that this is possible? If the international society arrange that all of, I think that's very possible. So you think that if the international community intervene yes. in Afghanistan yeah. and topple the Taliban? Yeah. And start a new government. Yes. Yet yeah. again. Yes. You yeah. think this is the best way forward? Yes. Yeah. If they are not, that's impossible to be a good future in Afghanistan. You're very resolute about that. You yes. say if the international community don't intervene yeah. and the Taliban are left to rule, you don't see a future for the country. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every person in Afghanistan now that hope that uh, maybe the Taliban fall in Afghanistan. When the, sometimes we, I contact with my family and my friends in Afghanistan, they all said me when we wake up in the morning, we hope to everything before, same before. But uh, unfortunately, it's not possible. Thanks for that insight into your life in Afghanistan and for sharing your story. Thank you so much for you are inviting me. <laughs> Maybe I can ask you all of questions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in a couple of years' time, you can, you can put me on the stand okay. and ask me all of the questions. Yeah. Thank you very much. 
And that was an Afghan judge in her early 30s and living in Ireland with her family talking to me about her work in Afghanistan and her escape from the country after the Taliban took back power in 2021. We've not released her name to protect her identity and that of her family. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast. Our earlier interviews are also available on all major podcast platforms. That's it for this month's show from Irish Rule of Law International and me, Evelyn McCafferty. Thanks to our funders, Irish Aid, and thanks too to the Bar of Ireland for their facilities in the recording of this episode. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep well. 